This is Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society and founder, uh, here to uh, introduce the uh, second episode, day two, if you will, of the Talk Film Society Festival. Uh, if you don't know what that is, if you're just stumbling into this, uh, the Talk Film Society Festival is a uh, it's a podcast series, uh, essentially uh, to begin with. Um, that'll be dropping 15 episodes over the course of 13 days, uh, starting. It's already started. We're, we're in day two. It uh, started on October 15th, going through the 27th. And yeah, um, if you haven't heard the first episode, day one, uh, with uh, me and Manish discussing Volver, uh, then please check it out. Also check out the preview episode I recorded, which features clips from uh, the episodes to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to do a quick intro here and just say uh, you're about to listen to me and Callie Smith. Uh, discuss Rachel getting married. That's her pick for the festival. Um, and I go into uh, this recording about uh, what the festival is all about uh, in terms of the theme. The theme is returns. I talk to talk society contributors and podcast hosts about a, a film they pick under the, the theme of returns. And uh, Callie ended up talking Rachel getting married because it has that theme of returns and You'll hear uh, exactly why she picked that because, uh, hey, she's a huge Jonathan Demi fan. And uh, that was a, a, a great joy uh, to talk to her about Demi and this movie and Anne Hathaway, the cast, the story. Yeah, this movie is amazing. Uh, this conversation turned out so great. So please enjoy it. And before I toss it to me and Callie talking about getting married, I just want to say uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Film Society uh, for a, pro- a program uh, uh, featuring uh, written pieces from our contributors. Uh, some of the podcast hosts um, also write for Talk Film Society. I don't know if you know that. Um, and they, uh, uh, a lot of them wrote pieces uh, covering all the all the films in this festival, all 15 films. Um, and it's, it's available now uh, on, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. So please check it out if you're interested. Callie writes a piece on which you're getting married. Um, uh, and there are plenty of other great writers and great movies uh, there you can read about. So yes, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfromsociety. And go to our Twitter, at talkfromsoc, for updates about the festival. Uh, and talkfilmsociety.com slash tfsfest for the lineup. Um, I'll be updating that page with the links to the episodes as they drop. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's as much intro as I want to give. Um, so please enjoy this uh, day two, episode two of the festival uh, with me and Callie Smith discussing Rachel getting married. Callie, hello and welcome to the Talk from Society Festival. 
Hello, I'm excited to be here uh, talking about this. I'm excited. Um, I was just saying off mic before we recorded. Uh, there, there hasn't been a bad movie uh, at this festival. Uh, there hasn't been a movie I, I've regretted talking about with with uh, great people, um, and this, especially this one. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, before I even start gushing, because I want uh, people listening can get that sense. I want to just all of you know, just just out of the gate just gush non-stop about this uh before i even do that kelly oh let me set it up the talk film society festival this year uh the theme is returns um so so people uh who i've talked to picked movies that fall under that theme in whatever way you know they they seem you know fit kelly tell me about the movie we're talking about for this segment yes um as soon as you said returns uh for me this this was the movie that kind of came to mind um because after all it is about about the dramas that come with returning to you know family um and coming back after a while of being away granted in especially traumatic circumstances in this in this film but i am possibly you know one of the world's biggest Jonathan Demi fans so I uh, I was so excited to get I've written about it for, for our site yeah. be- about him before our site before but I'm very excited to be on mic where I can gush and gush about how much I I really love uh, Jonathan Demi and his movie career and especially this movie I think this is one of the best written screenplays I've ever seen in a movie uh I think it's absolutely wonderful I love the way it's filmed I love I love everything I could gush about it forever and we will (laughs) but yeah this is just a it's a really special movie that has only grown on me with every time I watch it yeah Rachel getting married um the 2008 film by Jonathan Demme written by Jenny Lamette uh which I found out today that Jenny Lamette has only written, I think, and gotten made uh, into a film just this screenplay. I think it's like she, yeah. well, either that or it's a very short like screenwriting career, which is like it's a crime that we haven't seen more uh, <laughs> films written by Jenny Lamette. Because I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. I'll just f- say off the bat, I think I've only seen this once, and now only twice because I've rewatched um, this movie for this today. Um, this movie was an instant favorite of mine when I saw it, uh, and it was in my top ten of that year. Um, I was maybe too young to make a top ten, but I still made one. Um, and <laughs> it's it's the movie for me that it was the first movie I saw that really got me uh, hooked uh, on Anne Hathaway as an actress. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I'll follow her. You know to any to anywhere because like she I, i'm in love with her she's amazing and it's I've, I, I had seen it once and it stuck with me i sometimes think about certain scenes from this movie you know you know you know 12 years later and seeing it mm-hmm. again now for this i'm just, like blown away by how just great it still is how it uh, the, the the acting the directing the music uh it's yeah. it's it's a perfect little movie um so so tell me uh Callie, um tell me when you first saw this uh um and and then we'll, we'll we'll get into jonathan demi here in a bit but let's focus on rachel getting married right off the bat yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, my relationship with this movie is very much inseparable from my uh, relationship with Demi, um, which is that I, I started, I believe, the day he passed away, I watched Stop Making Sense for the first time, uh. and I immediately went, okay, I need to watch all of this dude's movies, because I have talked about how important Silence of the Lambs is, and yet I haven't seen anything else. Uh, and so, during that period where I was like, okay, I really need to get uh, more up to date on things, I, I checked out Rachel getting married, because, you know, it was one of his other Oscar contender movies, you know, um, it's whenever you talk about Demi, you talk about Silence of the Lambs, you talk about Stop Making Sense, and then you talk about Rachel getting married. Um, and it was just something that originally, definitely, like, the first time I watched it, it was kind of different than I, I thought it would be from what I knew of some of his movies, because yeah. this is so intimately shot and made in such a creatively different way from pretty much any movie I've ever seen. Um, the camera is so, you know, it is, it is filmed like it is just a dude at the wedding who happens to be getting all this crazy footage, you know, like it is, it is just, it is just so, like I said, intimate. And that's the thing that like really immediately stood out to me. And I think the first time I didn't like it as much because it just felt so different, you know, like I yeah. could not grasp it uh and then the more i watched it the more i started getting what was going on here the more i was just like this is i mean this is just like beyond a good movie it feels so ingenious to me and it's just amazing to me that more people haven't i don't know kind of like made movies in this more just totally like immersive uh kind of way um, I just think it's so, so special. And that performance from Anne Hathaway, it's such a tragedy to be thinking that she, she won her Oscar for Les Mis and not this, because this one is just, I mean, it's so heartbreaking and real and just like conflicting too, because you feel bad for her. But at the same time, you know, she's not a great person, you know, <laughs> like it's just, it's such a, it's such a morally, um, gray in such a realistic way screenplay with these morally gray characters i just i i adore it and it's demi so it's all done in a way that like yes everybody's morally gray but it's so real that you feel for them and you just feel i i end this movie and i feel more empathetic at the end of it i feel like i i feel more for people who are so different from me um I don't know. It's just it's just so special. I love the way they show this odd, you know, the way they show <laughs> the the wedding is such a mixture of all these cultures. Um with this majority uh, white family. Um, <laughs> and it's, but it's not done in a way that feels like appropriation, you know? It's in this way that it's almost like this alternate, like, universe <laughs> yeah. where all cultures have meshed together in this way and this is totally fine somehow. Uh, and it's just, I, it's just this movie that makes me, it feels like it's, like I said, in this alternate universe where everybody is more empathetic and, like, um, just more in tune with each other, but still real. It's just 
this fascinating like little oh i love it so much oh i love danny <laughs> he's, he's my boy so uh, oh before i forget let's let's give a quick um kind of overall synopsis of what happens in rachel getting married yes um callie do you want to give like a overview of what we see in the movie sure yeah i think i think i can tackle that um so we meet Kim right off the bat, which is Anne Hathaway's character, uh, and she is at uh, rehab, um, and we kind of start getting, you know, she's getting picked up to go back for her sister Rachel's uh, wedding over the weekend, and we start getting some, you know, hints that there's some pretty uh, troubling stuff that uh, went down in this family's uh, history. And uh, as the wedding goes on, we learn that she's not the maid of honor. She wishes she was a maid of honor. There's a lot of basically wedding drama and also addiction uh, drama because she was in rehab for pills and alcohol, all all kinds of um, addiction issues. And then, um, so yeah, like I said, there's a lot of wedding drama, a lot of back and forth, maid of honor stuff, figuring out that... uh, Good old Kim told told some troubling lies while she was in rehab. Um, And then the big, big reveal that we eventually get is that Kim did, um, you know, in a moment where she was very, very high and looking after her younger brother, Ethan, uh, drove off the road um, with Ethan and he died. And she did not, and now she has the survivor's guilt and all of the all of the trauma that goes with that, and so does her family, and nobody is over it, yeah. <laughs> and nobody can get over something that that tragic and awful. Um, and there's you know moments of catharsis, but also moments of you know realization that no one's ever gonna get over that. She has a confrontation with her mother, her sister, her father, you know, everybody. And then the wedding happens. And <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. and everybody makes up. I mean, everybody <laughs> has to make up because the wedding's gotta happen, you know? So it, and it, but uh, yeah, it's just but at the end, I mean nothing's necessarily solved, but nothing's necessarily bad either, the way families are, you know? Yeah. It, it's it's uh, I love me a good family drama. And uh, this one is just so, I, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, let me break it down in, in, um, in this way, because I've, I've loved Jonathan Demi like for almost all my life, it seems like, like from when I was a kid watching Signs of the Lambs, like an edited version, you know, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., you know, <laughs> then watching like Philadelphia. You know, when I was in high school, and then uh, falling in love with the Manchurian Candidate, like his remake, which I think is mm. amazing. Um, yeah. You know, and then and then around that time, I really got into film and movies, film and movies. What am I talking about? Um, movies <laughs> overall, and and then this was coming out. Uh, um, Rachel getting married in two thousand eight, and I was like, yes, I'm on board. Let's see. And it was just so striking, I think, to to what you were saying before, like how it's shot compared to Demi's previous work. And I'm pretty sure this was his, fir- his first uh, um, shot on video film. Because I think, yeah, yeah um, Maturing Candidate was on film. And then four years later, he did this. And it was just all shot on film. And it was in that era of filmmaking where there was that shift. And there were filmmakers like experimenting with uh, video. 
and Demi was like at the uh, you know he was one of those who who took the dive who was like you know mm-hmm. um, let's see what video can do let's see how free uh, these cameras move and you know let's see what kind of shots we have and and to and to have that in this setting of you know uh, over like a wedding weekend or you know uh, over a few days where this family is again getting ready for a wedding it's a perfect mix of that yeah. uh experimental demi um uh, style with this family drama over a wedding it, it, it's uh, it's a perfect couple <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah 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 and in a way that a lot of his other i mean you know jonathan demi is my favorite director but he by no means has a perfect track record or a perfect career and some of his other more experimental movies are definitely decidedly misses you know like um god i mean nobody even knows the name a master builder whenever you say it (laughs) Um, but you know like some of those weirder movies are definitely like kind of lost in the annals of time and they and they should be (laughs) but this one this one is so so wonderful so so striking another thing we haven't talked about with the experimental approach to this is the live score yes like i think that's amazing what an amazing concept um i love that they get to use the groom being a like music professional to just bring in all this amazing live music and it's really just a greatest hits parade of everybody who's been involved in demi's career you know yeah you have like sister carol there and robin hitch cock and everybody that he just loves coming in and it's just it's just it's so lovely just having this like music always in the background and then you get the moment where kim gets sick of it and just tells them to shut up (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's great it's just so good i oh man it's so inventive and so different and i've never it's one of those things i've never seen anybody do something like that um with a piece of fiction like this I should I should bring this up because it fits um, uh, w- with that uh, with that topic of music that you brought up. Um, Stop making sense. Um, mm. it, it's a movie I've appreciated uh, more over time. Okay, I'm cutting to mm. the chase. So I guess <laughs> I didn't I didn't get it when I first saw it. Okay. Yep. And then I saw it again this past year, actually like maybe two months ago. I just because it was on Criterion Channel and it was expiring, and I go, well, I, I, uh, it's here. I'll give it another go. You know, I, I know people say it's a classic, uh, and I was like, not vibing with it the first time. Let's see what happens. I love that movie now. I, I, re- I replay parts of it. I listen to the soundtrack. I get it. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. It's amazing. And then seeing Rachel getting married, um, this morning, rewatching it. It's that. It's, it's, yeah. You can tell Demi loves this 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 music, uh, this Meshiga film and music. You know how he mm-hmm. how he how he puts music on film and here mm-hmm. especially. I, I I guess I didn't catch it the first time I saw it. Like how well incorporated this live music is with you know the the performances. But I yeah, uh, yeah it, it it's 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 striking like that moment you mentioned when Anne Hathaway's character. Kim, when she's when she tells like the, the 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 people performing outside who are like performing like the score of the movie, you know, um, yeah. 
tells him to stop. <laughs> it's like, stop. Which is yeah. like a moment that like Anne Hathaway, I think from what I heard once, yeah. she just had that on set. She yeah. was just like, yeah. I don't think they should be playing music through this. And Jonathan Demi just went, all right, then do something about it. <laughs> and that's why we have what we have on the, on the screen. And it's just such a wonderful uh, addition. And I just, it's just so wonderful i i love and i i personally as somebody who kind of went through jonathan demi's career and you know watched a bunch of stuff to me it's just such a lovely like i know that there were a couple movies in his career that came after this but this one almost feels like kind of a perfect career ender for him because you do have like i said that hits parade of just pretty much every musician he worked with except david byrne and talking heads you know (laughs) uh probably because david was just busy let's be honest Uh, (laughs) but uh, you know it's just so cool and it just feels so him in every way like this is a filmmaker that i just feel like watching his movies i kind of get an idea of who he was and what he was like and there's this great quote with you talking about music and how he captures music one of his like things he once said this is a paraphrase because of course i don't know it off the top of my head but he said that like to him the most cinematic thing that you can do is just capture live music yeah that's what he loves doing and that if you know how to shoot it the way he did or use it like it is in this you know where you're just have it in the background um if you know how to use live music it can become one of the most cinematic things on god's green earth and that's and that's what stop making sense is that's what the justin timberlake documentary made is you know it's just it's just these powerhouses of talent, you know, being shown perfectly and captured perfectly. Yeah. I, I hate to even bring this up, but it's just something that I, my, my stupid eyes have been seeing at least like twice <laughs> over the last few months because nobody has anything better to do nowadays. On Twitter, I see somebody, um, I just saw it like maybe a week ago, somebody just saying, what has Demi done you know, good besides Science of the Lambs, nothing, and it it, <laughs> it it frustrates me. And I know it's like a it's it's just some nobody just saying this who doesn't doesn't understand. But yeah, there's there's a <laughs> like you're saying like Demi from watching his movies, like you get that sense of who he was, and mm-hmm. you you rarely get that in in any filmmaker's movies really like you kind of mm-hmm. sort of see it in like of course like spielberg like the big ones and in demi's case too he had a filmography that is purely like his like that's that's him you yeah. know for, for like you're saying good and bad you know maybe there are some mistakes there but <laughs> you, you can't discount something like like this which is like sure small experimental but still like amazing still says so much about him as a filmmaker so yeah forget that talk about yeah. him you know <laughs> he 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 does he did amazing work and well it, and i think yeah. there's a lot of like 
kind of detraction detractors like that about about Demi because a lot of people are just like, well, I just don't get it. But the thing is, I think if you do really sit down and watch his films, you will get it. Because I think even his worst movies, you kind of leave somehow still feeling like you're a better person for having watched it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, there's something so just, I don't know, radically human about his movies. Uh, Even the worst ones, you're gonna leave feeling like, wow, I mean, yeah. Truth about Charlie isn't great, but man, (laughs) but, but there's still something special here. There's still some spark behind this that feels a little ingenious, even if it's not coming through just right, you know, like, so it's just, he's just a very uh, special director uh, to me and uh, RIP, RIP, my boy. Um, but, you know, I, I find it reassuring that there are so many directors working today who get it and cite him as such a, um influence, like our, our good friend PTA. Um, yes, yes. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, it, I it, love it. This movie is a perfect uh, I, picture of him. I, uh, I, um, I didn't. I don't think I tweeted this out, but I um, I for sure screenshotted um, his thanks at the end of the movie, where he mm-hmm. where, where Demi said thanks to like Robert uh, Robert Altman and Roger Corman who shows up in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it's uh, just to bring up Roger Corman for a bit. Like it's it's amazing that Corman has been involved, you know, with so many great you know filmmakers, including Demi. Oh, yeah. And again, like to your point of like how this is like a a perfect encapsulation of Demi's career, you know, for him putting the musicians and also just Corman in there too. Yeah. That little touch of having Roger Corman in the movie too, just made my heart like, like flutter. It's like, Oh, it's, it, it, this is perfect. (laughs) It's a celebration of, of, of like a career. And I I was reading some behind the scenes stuff on it and some people who like were essentially like, you know, background actors were saying like, yeah, it was like a party. Like the, the wedding scenes were filmed like, like, like true, like wedding celebration. And you get that sense from watching this movie. Um, Oh, it's, 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 it's so good. It's really good. And I love how just absolutely like cacophonous the music's the like the it, once you get into those wedding scenes where it is the party afterward the uh pfft, what's the word you know what i mean uh, it, you, it's just insane how dense everything is they're all crammed into that tent and you're just like this is crazy and because of that you can even have like there are plenty of shots where the camera's in it and it doesn't even matter you know because yeah. <laughs> it's just like insane it's so cluttered i remember reading in the credits that sebastian stan who's at the very beginning of the movie is also in that wedding scene somewhere oh and me and my mom fast we like skip through that scene trying to spot him anywhere and we couldn't like because it's just insane like it's just so chaotic they have like they have like carnival people from like brazil like come in in the middle of it and it's just chaos like it's so much fun though and like it's all it's at the moment though where you're most overwhelmed that the camera goes over to kim and shows her going I need to be alone, you know, like having this moment where she goes, I can't be here right now, you know, and it's, it's just, it's those kind of moments that show how in touch with just being a 
person like Demi is yeah. because it's so perfectly timed. It's like one of those moments where I was like, yeah, that is the exact point where I would go, this is too much. I need to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just, uh, it's such a good moment. And she goes out by herself, has a moment, you know, where she clearly is lighting this candle for, for Ethan, for her brother. Um, ah, boy, it's just really lovely. Yeah. I just, Love this movie so much. Uh, Before we talk anymore, why don't we just toss it to the movie? We'll come back for the post-movie discussion. I think that's enough setup. I mean, if you you don't already have the urge to watch Rachel Getting Married or rewatch it, then what are you doing with your life? Um, But yes, uh, watch the movie uh, or just continue listening to us in the next segment. So we'll be back. We're back. What a movie. I mean... What a movie. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, I wanted just to jump to this discussion because like, there's moments in this that I want to just go in-depth in into. Mm-hmm. The moment that has stuck with me for the 12 years since I've seen it uh, is the uh, loading of the dishwasher moment. Yes. Uh, which... Yes. Shout out to Bill uh, Irwin, who plays the dad, mm. who I looked up his credits today and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna read this actually out loud i think it's on his wikipedia uh he is an actor clown and comedian (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh okay yeah that makes sense yep (laughs) Uh, i mean the thing is uh i remember there's a tweet from a good old justin mcelroy of my brother my brother and me and stuff where he was saying whenever i have to explain to somebody that i think bill Irwin is my favorite character i eventually have to say yes mr noodle from sesame street and elmo's (laughs) world yeah he's he's a great physical comedian yes. and physical actor yes it's it's pitch perfect casting to cast him as the dad because it, you need somebody who is just a dad like who has those facial like it's not a tick but like expressions um mm-hmm. when he's like talking to you know his his daughters um and also just reminding them to eat just uh, it's it's perfect casting i love bill Irwin in this um but yes it's it's, it's a wonderful performance so the sequence where he uh, uh he and his uh, future uh, um son-in-law or 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 uh, competing you know, who's going to fill this dishwasher you know the fastest and it's it's oh my gosh it encapsulates how I feel about this movie just in, in this one scene maybe this is why it's just stuck with me but it, mm-hmm. it it's like such an odd like thing to do but it's so very much like a family thing to do it's like I could see my family like do something you know nutty as this and just <laughs> you know uh, uh, um, uh, huddle around a dishwasher and watch two people load it um, and it, it's it's joyous. It's it's it, it's a family moment that just brings a smile to my face. But then it, it just comes crashing down when um, Kim, by no fault of hers, like pulls out these plates, and on one of those plates is the name of of the son who who who, who, who you know passed away. And yeah. Bill Irwin, you know, looks at it and just has this face of like, oh, oh no, like. It, it his, his happiness yeah. just crumbles there and then just it's over and then he just walks away and it's it's heartbreaking and yeah. oh god it that that stuck with me for over 10 years that that scene it it's 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 brutal 
it's brutal. It's it's really incredible how quickly that 180 happens. Like everything just grinds to a halt and you're just like, "Oh shit. This dude is this dude is immediately just going from jubilant and, and joyous to just in it. In in it. In the deepest mom- deepest depression of his, you know, life in in a moment and it's just it's really beautiful in a really heartbreaking way you know because you're it just feels exactly it feels exactly how it feels to be like triggered you know what i mean like um and it's you know bill Irwin is just so incredible in this role um and he just every every single reaction every single thing he does in this movie i think he does absolutely like perfectly um and it's just it's just a really heartbreaking and it and it's one of those things that you immediately know okay so this whole ethan thing is gonna have to be discussed on screen before this weekend is up you know (laughs) like it's you know that this is this is big stuff um that completely just destroyed and reformed the hierarchy of this family um yeah it's a really special beautiful moment I, I had this I had this feeling that I I never have for any movie like this like a uh, it, it's even hard for me to say it like I want to see how this family's doing like twelve years later it's like yeah. I know I know I mean it's that's the biggest long shot you know in the world having like a Rachel getting married too uh, but <laughs> it, uh, it 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 goes to show how con- how quickly I connected with these characters. How much I care about somebody like Kim uh, and Hathaway's character, because mm-hmm. yes, like she's uh, that that battle that she has, and she fully understands that she's not, you know, a good person, but you know she's trying to be, and she did a she did a horrible thing, and she can never forgive herself. That moment. And and Hathaway has um, uh, where she just says that, where she just says, you know, I could be Mother Teresa, but I couldn't forgive myself. It, yeah. it 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 it's it it feels so real. Like I, yeah. I of course have never gone through what she's gone through, but that sense of like struggling with yourself and not for, for forgiving mm-hmm. yourself for the things you've done. Oh, it, again, it a mirroring yeah. a perfect script with like a you know perfect actress there. Uh, yeah, yeah. The scene where she explains the death of Ethan while at one of her anonymous meetings. Um, and says something about like <laughs> she you know because the whole thing in aa is that you have to believe in god even if you don't really believe in god you know yeah. you need to have the higher power that you you put uh, a little bit of faith in to deal with your addiction and she has that moment where she's like i am so glad everybody else connects with like the idea of god but like her saying something along the lines of but I can't believe in a God who would forgive me is right. just the most devastating line I've heard in like anything, you know, yeah. like as somebody who was raised in faith, you know, you hear that and you're just like, oh my gosh, imagine having a life where you feel like you've done something that horrid. It's just, you know, it's just really lovely because you, but you also do feel like you want her to get there. You want her to be able to, you know, believe that she's forgivable and believe that she has worth, you know? Um, 
Oh, I got chills. I got yeah. chills just thinking about it. Oh, it's That's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. Again, like I I, I never have that feeling where I want to know where, where these characters are so many years later. But I just I just had that sense while watching this. I go, oh god, I hope she's doing all right. I, I wonder where <laughs> where she is, where the family is. Um, God, um, uh, we haven't talked about Rosemary DeWitt as Rachel, mm. as the titular titular Rachel. Um, I think her character arc is also just vastly interesting because, yeah, it, it to me it's almost unexpected. Like how uh, it is her. I mean, she's in the title; she's getting married, but yeah. the the way she handles it is also very real. Like she just cannot, you know. You know, she she thinks Kim is a bad person. She cannot get over the fact yeah. that that Kim had a hand in you know in in Ethan's death, and it it, it it's it's she's so open about it and frank about it. It it's, yes. it's it's a um it's a vast difference. Like comparing, you know, how this family handles it to like maybe something you know maybe my family handling handling anything. We're very you know insular. We're very like closed off. But to hear that frankness from like a sister saying maybe she shouldn't be here. Maybe you know it, yeah. it is her fault. It's 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 painful to hear, but it's also again the sense of like realness. The sense of like oh like. <sighs> I can't yeah. even imagine what a sister like that would be going through on her wedding day, having to face her sister, who you know, yeah. who did this, who did that. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's it's like such a surprising amount of vitriol to put on the screen, because I think in a lot of the movies where there is family trauma and stuff like that, um, I think that her character would have kind of not made up with Kim, but like moved on from things like not been as like, you know, there's that very sisterly feeling of like, we have opened a wound. So I'm just going to keep picking at it and keep like that sibling thing of like, I am going to keep irritating this until it blows up. Cause I just want to create the fireworks, you know, and her character is definitely doing that. And it's just such a, you know, just think throughout there's little things that keep coming up, reopening the wounds over and over again until the moment where she sees Kim after she's been in the car wreck, after confronting her mother and she sees the black eye and everything. And it just all goes away you know instantly and it's such a beautiful moment whenever she brings kim up even though she's already in her gown and everything she takes everything off and helps her into the bath and helps her shave and get ready for the event and it's just this beautiful like you know even though this awful irreconcilable thing happened there's also the never always permanent bond of she's still my sister and I do still love her and I am still going to take care of her when she comes to me you know a mess you know yeah it's just it's just this really really lovely grounded real real painfully real um relationship between family that is just prevalent in this in this movie it's great yeah that it. those moments with like like you're saying with uh rachel um getting kim ready for the wedding i don't think there's any dialogue over any of those scenes maybe a few lines but uh, you don't need dialogue it, it, you get that familiar yeah. that f- uh f- I can't even say the word family bond, familiar bond. Um, <laughs> um, and it's, 
<laughs> it's again a striking realness that I I get because I have a sister, and you know we have these moments that are wordless. Um, we understand each other. It's even hard to describe. Um, yeah, and I think Demi captures that so perfectly in in those moments where uh, Rachel just has to like not come to terms, but just come to an understanding. And you know, it's it's family. Like, uh, it, yeah, it, it, Kim is her sister, and she has to be there for her. Even though, yes, she is getting married. It is her day, but you know, yeah. Kim just needs that olive branch. Um, yeah, which it, which takes me to another character who I found like super striking watching it this time. Uh, the mom, Abby, played by Deborah mm. Winger. Yeah, I, <laughs> it it. Oh my gosh, like. <laughs> what well, I'm I'm going to toss it to you, Kelly, because like it's, it's going to be hard for me to talk about this overall. Mm-hmm. So tell me about um, your thoughts on on Abby on on Deborah Winger's uh, character. I I mean I think that this character is just a character that does so much with so little. Yeah. Because um, she really doesn't have the whole thing is that she kind of keeps herself distant from everybody else in the family. Um, clearly, you know. They never say it explicitly, but we can kind of gather that definitely because of the death of Ethan, one of the things in the fallout was a divorce um, where every, every you know, they split up and she went out her own way and kind of just became distant from the rest of them. Um, and she, you know, one of the moments that hit me the hardest on this rewatch is the moment where, like, Rachel is like, I want everybody to cut the cake. And everybody puts their hands on the on the blade. And the very, like, the very last person to get their hand on the blade is, is the mom, is Abby. Yeah. And she, as soon as the picture is taken, withdraws her hand because she doesn't yeah. actually want to be a part of it. And there's just, you know, the scene where her and Kim, where Kim, you know, in the, in the, after the blow up with her dad and Rachel and everybody about Ethan, uh, just, she just runs and goes to her mom and has, you know, this moment where she's clearly just trying to find anybody else to share the blame of this awful thing with. She needs just anybody else to help her carry this load. And she goes to her mom and has that moment where she's saying, you know, why would you leave me with him when we all knew this was happening? And it's a moment where her mom says, no, I'm not willing to share this load with you. And it's a really brilliant moment um, that Deborah Winger plays really perfectly because the escalation is so quick and so intense. You know, it's just something that she is not willing and ready to confront. And then the tension in every scene that she's in from then on is just, you know, whenever her and Kim have to share a hug at the yes, end of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. It's good. It's it's good tension. You know, it just yeah. it feels right, feels real. Yeah, I was just about to bring that moment up when uh, they say goodbye um, to, to to their mom. And it, the acting again is 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 perfect because they're saying all these pleasantries. But mm-hmm. you just—it's it, it, especially clear on Anne Hathaway's face, and yeah. I mean, I mean, I—I'm—I'm I'm in agreement with you, Callie. Like, I do like Les Mis, sure, but this—this—this yeah. this, this has to be her her best performance, Hathaway, because she sings yeah. so much without saying anything verbally. She sings so much in her face, and Hathaway, like, 
<laughs> and and that moment when she sees her drive away, when you see when when Hathaway sees her mom drive away, it mm-hmm. it, it just broke my heart because yeah. it's a, it's that sense of like understanding. It's like uh, I I know why you don't want to be here. <laughs> I know yeah. that is that it's painful to, for you to be here, but. In, <laughs> But I, I, I guess she understands at that point. It's like she, she needs to go. Like she, she does not. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking. It's, it's the real, it's the realism too of like, no, you don't always get to have the movie moment where everybody, yeah. you know, she's clearly trying to find her mom and clear that air of like, okay, you hit me last night and I hit you back and we need to talk about it. Like she's clearly trying to get to there and get to have that moment. And that moment where she opens the door and her dad rushes somebody over and is like, here, here's somebody who wants to give you a job. It's so very dad-like, you know, yeah. it's exactly the kind of thing that would happen at a wedding. But you know, it's this heartbreaking moment of like, yeah, this is, this is a normal thing that would totally happen and keep you from having that cathartic movie moment that we so desperately want this movie to give us but it's not going to it's gonna have that restraint it's always gonna pull back and have that restraint yeah um we uh that's we, good stuff yeah we keep saying like r- r- realism and it's mm-hmm. uh, so few movies to me have captured that like real that real uh family dynamic like like this does um yeah yeah, especially considering that that you know tragic uh uh incidents um and yeah going back to like that first segment when you were saying like how um how the energy of the wedding is just too much for 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 kim and she needs to step you know away um Mm it goes into and then then that along with the ending where she tries to like you know have like an irish goodbye and just like not you know and just leave without anybody noticing um yeah it goes into that struggle with her addiction and her trauma of the incidents and it it does not have a clear like end like she's still Mm -hmm. fighting it and by the end you just you just don't know how that's going to wrap up because that's and i think that's that's part of the realness it's like it if you talk to people with addiction it's 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 never ending struggle there's no definite yeah. end to it and again it, it, it so few movies i think capture that as as well yeah. as this does I yeah. think it's a beautiful, beautiful touch to have her it end with her going back to rehab because yeah. it's not over it's never going to be over for her, but you know. It's it's just a beautiful touch to just remember that like okay you know this was this weekend I was about to say nice weekend but honestly <laughs> is it um, but you know it's this weekend where she was separated for from her reality which is being in in rehab um, but it it even though it wasn't a nice ex- escape you have to go back to the reality that you that you're in and for her that is going back to rehab still facing up you know with all these all these things she's done still trying to process trauma that is honestly so huge that who knows if she can ever fully process it um but it's just uh, it's just a really you know beautiful i think you know again that extra jonathan demi touch i think it's really nice you even just from two scenes of interaction you can tell that there's like a whole story between her and the nurse that like picks her up and drops her off at the you know 
uh, at the beginning, they have this little conversation where they say something about like, oh, it never should have happened or something. And you're like, ooh, what happened here? What happened between these two, you know? But it's not going to tell you. Um, You just have to know that, you know, this this nurse who's only here for five seconds has a full life, too, behind her, you know, thing. There's a whole story. There's a whole prequel, like, pre-Rachel getting married, (laughs) like, story about Kim and this nurse, you know? Um, And, yeah, it's just, I just, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um... And it's just a really a perfect, bittersweet way to end the movie. Um, love it. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, um, any closing thoughts on this movie, Callie, or Jonathan Demi uh, overall? Um, I mean, Jonathan Demi's my hero. I love him. Uh, it's, it, you know, I just want to kind of restate the same thing we kind of talked about in, during our first segment that, like, if you haven't seen a lot of Demi's movies, I, I implore anybody listening to go check out more Demi movies. Um, because I truly, truly believe that, like I said before, even the bad ones are going to leave you feeling like I'm glad I watched it. You know, <laughs> I'm always glad I watched a Demi movie. Um, and there's just something so special uh, about the way, you know, he can capture just like lightning in a bottle in his movies, whether it's live music or the performances in this movie that are so of the moment. Um, it's just, he's, he's an incredible filmmaker and I can't recommend him enough to everybody. Please, please go check out and love my boy, Jonathan yes. Demi. Yes, please do that. Because um, I'm sure at this point you would have uh, watched and loved Rachel Getting Married. So uh, dive deeper. You know, it's not just Science of the Lambs. You know, that is a masterpiece. There's there's more. You know, there's more yeah. to him. Um, I, mean, I mean, go watch Stop Making Sense if you, if you haven't. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> That's I've just... lost count of how many times I've watched <laughs> Stop Making Sense in the only a couple years since Jonathan Demi passed away. Oh, it is, yeah. it's a masterpiece, it you know. Is, it is such a masterpiece. I love that movie so much now. Um, I, I, I probably, like, rewatch it, you know, this week after after all this, just 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 to, just to feel good again. <laughs> <laughs> just to feel joy. Just to feel joy. <laughs> that that lost sense of joy. Um, Callie, thank you so much. Before we go. Uh, plugs where can people listening find you online uh yes uh you can find everything i write and make on uh talk film society um i have a star wars podcast there igniting the spark good stuff hopefully going to be coming back soon yeah still figuring things out with that but uh looking forward to that and uh i'm on twitter at callie smith 92 um i guess i also have instagram and letterbox at <laughs> those things anywhere anywhere you want to find me that's probably it's probably going to find me um but yeah i'm just thank you for having me marcelo thank you for letting me gush about demi and rachel getting married oh I mean, it was a pleasure. Uh, I, uh, uh, I quickly, I just say, doing this festival has been, at least recording the sessions, have been a joy. Because uh, overall, there hasn't been a film I, I haven't, you know, liked or loved, and every conversation has been great too, especially this one. So, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs>